to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I'm so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the, the business of real life. And today we have with us a wonderful woman, a friend, a mom, a successful mom in business. And her name is Brenda, Brenda Wallenberg. And Brenda is a specialist in natural wellness programs for children, teens, and adults. She has been featured on television and on podcasts. And I'm so honored to have her with us today. And she has published articles in Canadian Living Magazine, McLean's, and Family Fun. She's the author of Overweight Kids in a Toothpick World. I love the title of that book. And it's a practical manual for families dealing with childhood obesity. Uh, she has recently redefined the path to both family and adult wellness by creating uh, her business called In Balance Wellness and weight release programs. Uh, it's a safe and simple system that combines both home learning with online support. Now, Brenda loves discovering effective down-to-earth steps um, to increase health. And she's helped many, many people along, this, along that journey. And her decades of experience as a social worker, as a pastor, and a nutritionist contribute to her passion to help others. And for her, it all starts at home. And with Brenda, it started at home for her with her husband, Mark, and their amazing five children. Brenda, welcome today. Thanks, Elaine. It's really good to be here. I'm looking forward to this. You are amazing. And I, I feel very blessed to know you. You've just been like sunshine in my life. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And I would say ditto, by the way. <laughs> oh, you're very kind. I'm going to jump right into this because I know that our listeners are, are, are busy, busy business people and busy parents. And I wanted to ask, when I was a school teacher, I had often shared with my students and their parents that eating breakfast is very important in their learning. Eating healthy is very important. And I know that as parents, we often struggle to know what to provide in healthy meals. What is a healthy meal for our children? So Brenda, can you please share with us three common nutrition mistakes that parents make that that may negatively impact their child's learning? Absolutely. Uh, and there's a few of them. None of them are we doing usually consciously. There are things that we aren't aware of. But the first common mistake that I see parents make is that they, they think that if something sold, sold in a grocery store, that it must be something that could healthily end up in their shopping cart. Oh, yes. You know that one, right? Oh, yes. Especially when you have little hands helping you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and really what that comes about as, I, I feel like it's a, a side effect of, of mass confusion today we get confused by all the advertising by the different you know health professionals offering advice uh, we see the low fat or the calorie reduced or kind of natural little slogans that would be on a package and and we get confused like what exactly should we be feeding our children we think that if it's in that store then it should be in the cart we also get confused by our own emotional and comfort food triggers. And I'll, we say, well, the, probably the kids don't need that, but I might want that later on when they're, you know, when they're in, in, after they're in bed. So we get a lot of things at play when we're in that grocery store. And it's confusing sometimes. Yes, that is dangerous. It is very dangerous when uh, you're shopping hungry for one, but, yeah. and very dangerous when you start thinking, hmm, 
I think I would want to eat that. Exactly what you said. When the children are in bed, what can mom and dad snack on? And the children will find it too. <laughs> oh, exactly. And I mean, it's an important to grasp this concept because if we don't understand that we're confused, we can't correct the choices that we're making. And we can't go back to what I talk about in our, our programs as a real food dietary approach with our family. So things that, you know, have been used for a long time that have a long history of use. That's kind of the, when you're standing there going with one package in one hand and one in the other hand and going, ah, do I get this? Do I not get this? Think about, you know, have people used it in your grandparents' age, for example, that kind of a thing, okay? So that means if it didn't exist, it might be very processed and very not healthy? <laughs> exactly. It's like I, I tell my clients, think about kind of the Second World War as being the great dividing line, okay? If we didn't have this before, you know, margarine versus butter, for example, we didn't used to have margarine until then, then we probably want to stick with what we ate before the Second World War. If we didn't have, um, I don't want to use brand names, but those little breakfast things that look kind of like a, a patty full of fruit and they're processed okay we didn't your grandparents didn't have those so let's not eat them either because the high processing means loss of nutrients and usually an addition of a high amount of sugar to make up for the fact that they don't have any healthy fats in them and need them to taste good so there you've got to add lots of sugar and, and sometimes a chemical concoction that really is triggered to, um, uh, to sorry it's, it's set to trigger what's called a bliss point in our mouth so we actually eat way more than we need and that's a, that's a common mistake with our kids we're not giving them enough nutritionally dense foods and so they eat too much of other foods in an attempt to try to get those needs met wow that's that's very interesting i also like your benchmark of using food that was accessible before world war ii that's it mm. i think i've just filed that into my brain now whenever i'm gonna pick up anything oh dear <laughs> It doesn't mean you can't get a nice bottle of, you know, healthy salad dressing with olive oil and, and there's a few, you know, there's a few convenience things that we can do today that are still healthy. But in general, that's a really good guideline. Thank you. And what would your next tip be? Next tip would be um, a common mistake that, that parents make is they think that everyone in their family needs the same fuel mix or the same food, you know, combination on their plate. Have you ever heard that term before? A fuel mix? <laughs> no, but I like it. I, I, I can visualize that. <laughs> okay. So I, I try to help parents think in terms of two types of vehicles. So you've got one vehicle that runs on regular gas, and then you have another vehicle in the driveway that runs on diesel. And those of you that have experience with that will know that you do not want to mix those up, okay? You get the wrong gas and the wrong engine, and you're going to have problem. And for the most part, our bodies, our kids' bodies, our bodies are a very similar uh, scenario where our fuel is made up of, you know, three macronutrients or large nutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and or starches and fats. Lots of micronutrients, for example, minerals, vitamins, and antioxidants are some examples of those. But everybody has a fuel mix on which their body is best designed to function. And so that's why maybe one of your children might feel really quite sluggish or cranky or fatigued or the parents might feel sluggish, cranky or fatigued or possibly overweight on the same amount of starchy foods that maybe another one of your children or another one of the parents thrives quite well on. We've been used to um, 
uh, say like a food uh, guide or a pyramid or a rainbow kind of a structure where everyone in the family just does the same amount of, of, you know, servings of starches and servings of proteins and servings of dairy or whatever. And we, we never took a step back from that and went, oh my goodness, like maybe everyone in our house doesn't need exactly the same combination of those to reach optimal health. That's very interesting. I, I, I like how you made that analogy of uh, mixing diesel with regular fuel. And that is so true that children, and we're learning this as we learn that one of our three children have, has uh, reactions to, to white milk and one to gluten. And, and it's definitely a learning process, a, a journey as we go through this because it's uh, a huge learning curve for us. Oh, totally. And I mean, as you're coming to understand, I'm imagining the importance of grasping those concepts. There's certain wellness factors that we teach parents to monitor for in their kids. One is mental clarity, like how are they, are they focusing in school? Are they able to attend well to what's going on in the learning environment? How's their energy? What are their moods like? And are they in a healthy weight range? And I say range, not a one number, okay? Because if you are not getting the right ranges of those macronutrients, those four areas can be out of balance. So, you know, when you are talking about a gluten issue or a dairy issue, if we're giving kids foods that they're intolerant of, or we're giving them, say, a smoothie in the morning with tons of fresh fruit in it or frozen fruit, and you have a child who does much better on animal protein, for example, and really would have felt better with eggs, you're going to have a child in school who every morning is tired, cranky and brain fogged by morning recess. You start that child off with a couple of scrambled eggs instead with maybe some peppers and onions. If they like greens, throw some of those in there. And maybe then a slice of, uh, you know, the um, uh, squirrely bread, the kind of uh, non-processed but sprouted bread, some nut butter. You're going to find that you have a much more mentally alert and focused student simply by shifting the, the types of fuel that you gave them at breakfast. Very interesting, Brenda. But how do you figure that out? How do you do? You, do you try trial by error and see how your child feels on a week full of uh, protein shakes made out of fruit, and then try eggs in the next week? Like, how would you know what your ideal fuel would be for each child? Well, there's got two options, and one is exactly what you just said. You do an experiment. So the first half of the week week with your children you maybe do you know oatmeal and fruit and again we're talking real oatmeal that before the second world war not a little packet that has colored dinosaur shaped sugar in it okay (laughs) Uh, so you do maybe that and fruit for the first half of week okay or a smoothie with fruit for example and then the second half of the week do a higher fat, healthy fat protein content. So, you know, the eggs I mentioned maybe and coconut oil or olive oil, um, you know, a good, a good hearty bread, but with some nut butters on it. And then monitor for those responses I mentioned, the energy, both physical and, um, you know, mental, the moods, and then for bloating or, um, you know, weight increase, that kind of thing. In a week, you're not going to get much of that, but at least the bloating you could notice. And then, you get a feel for which of your children do better on which of those things. Or you can also contact InBalance via our website because we do do a complimentary 15-minute bi-type assessment for individuals or family members, and we'd be happy to send out a little survey and you complete the survey with your child and we'll talk to you on the phone or online and help you adjust your child's fuel mix that way. I think that's perfect. Thank you for that. I think I, I think I need to invite you back and we'll talk about different recipes we can try. 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would your third third tip be? Third tip is I think parents forget the meaning of the word sometimes. And by that, I mean the foods that we should um, have just once in a while, okay? Uh, we, we tend to follow in this everything in moderation principle, and it's not necessarily helpful for us. Everything in moderation. Now, I know a lot of people go by that. Why would that not work? Well, the challenge is, is that a lot of the things that we include in that everything in moderation thing are actually not really food. I imagine if we did our initial guideline around before the Second World War and we just had that in moderation, that would be fine. But we have forgotten that a lot of the things that we tend to throw in our cart are actually not food. And so I help parents and suggest to parents that they think in terms instead of a traffic light. And most kids really get the whole concept of a traffic light. So, you know, we've got our green foods and those are foods that we eat, you know, all the time. They nourish us. They are exactly what we need to sustain us and give us life and vitality. So we're talking lots of veggies, like way more veggies than most people think, you know, kind of eight to 10 servings a day, uh, a little bit of fruit, you know, one or two servings of fruit a day, and then healthy proteins, whether that's animal proteins, you know, hopefully hormone-free, grass-fed kinds of things, and non-caged eggs, etc. Or if you are more of a vegetarian body type, you'd be eating nuts and seeds and, and legumes and again high quality as possible so lots of those green foods that your family just knows they can just choose from those when they're hungry and they feel really good and then you got some orange foods that would be sometimes foods so there's still real food for the most part you know um, a high quality ice cream for example or a, uh, you know a nice um, you know potato chip that is just potatoes and olive oil for example not lots of chemicals and those would be things that because of their sugar content or uh, food maybe that's not in your best fuel mix maybe you don't do well on the start to your cars but every once in a while you want to have some whole grain pasta those would be on your yellow list they'd be sometimes or once in a while and then a traffic light you know kids can learn that red light foods are ones that are really not that great for you and you really don't have them almost ever and I know with our you know our kids we try to help them understand and not in a negative stressful way but that foods aren't really neutral they either are moving you and I use the words of one of my nutritionists on our team they're either taking you uh, toward wellness or they're moving you towards illness so again not scaring your children but just helping them understand that foods aren't neutral you know, they're going to be moving you in a direction so which direction do we want to go in I really like that visual concept the of the traffic light. And it's funny, in our pantry, I have these different uh, Tupperware-type containers, and one has a blue lid and one has a red lid. Oh, right. <laughs> and, and the children know when they're packing their snacks for school that, that uh, they have to always take something from the blue lid. And I say three times a week they're allowed to take something from the red lid. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I said, red means not so healthy. <laughs> but I, I like that there that there's no neutral foods. And and that's an excellent uh, way to picture that, what you said that uh, one of your nutritionists said, food either moves you to wellness or to illness. And I think I'm going to have to have that discussion with our family tonight too. These are excellent points. Great nuggets to have, Brenda. Thank you. Brenda has so many great points to share with us, and I can't wait to share the rest of this interview with you um, because we want to keep this podcast short and sweet because I know how busy you are. 
I would like to invite you to tune in for part two with Brenda as she shares three connections between healthy eating and better learning that you do not want to miss. So thank you very much for tuning in to Elaine's Kitchen Table, and I hope that you are inspired in the business of real life. And please do stop by and leave me a comment on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table or on Twitter at Chat with Elaine, and I'd be so honored if you could leave a review on iTunes, and I'd be so pleased to just thank you on our next podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Goodbye.